Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. Let's continue with Dante's Paradiso, Canto 17. As the one who came to Climene to make certain of that which he learned against himself, the one who yet makes fathers scant with their sons, so was I, and so was I sensed both by Beatrice and by the sacred lamp which first had moved from its place for me. At which my lady said to me, Send forth the flame of your desire, such that it issues plainly sealed of the internal stamp. Not because our understanding increases by your speech, but to let you audition the tale of your thirst, so that the men might measure it for you. O my dear root, who are so exalted that, as men's minds below see no two obtuse angles gathered in a triangle, so you see the contingent things before they are in themselves, marveling at the point at which all times are present. While I was joined to Virgil, upon the mountain that cures souls, and in descending into the defunct world, grave words were spoken to me of my future life, however I might sense myself well squared to the faults of fortune such that my will would be content to understand what fortune presses toward me, since the shaft foreseen comes at greater length. So I spoke to that same light which had spoken to me earlier, and as Beatrice willed, my will was confessed. Not for vagaries, in which the foolish people once were glued before the Lamb of God who takes away sins had been sacrificed, but by clear words and with precise Latin that paternal love responded, enclosed and appearing in his proper smile. The contingent, which doesn't extend outside the look of your matter, is all depicted in the eternal aspect. But necessity doesn't bind them there, if not as the sight in which the ship that descends upon the torrent is mirrored. From this, just as sweet harmony comes from the organ to the ear, there comes to me in sight the time that's prepared for you. As Hippolytus was parted from Athens by his spiteful, faithless mother-in-law, so will you come to be parted from Florence. This is willed and already seeks you, and soon it will be done by him who plans it there where Christ is sold all day. The fault will follow the offended party in shrieks as usual, but the vengeance will give testimony to the truth that dispenses it. You will leave everything that delights most dearly, and this is that shaft that the bow of exile will first shoot. You will prove just how another's bread tastes of salt, and how the way is hard, descending and rising on another's stairs. And that which will most engrave your shoulders will be the savage and sinful company with whom you'll fall in this valley, who all ungrateful, all mad and impious, will set themselves against you, But after a bit, they, not you, will bear blushes upon their temples. Of its bestiality, its proceeds will give proof, such that it will be lovely for you to have been a party to yourself. Your first refuge and first shelter will be the courtesy of the Grand Lombard, who bears the holy bird above the stair, who will hold such benign regard for you that of giving and requesting between you two, that will be the first which among the others is last. With him you'll see that one who was so impressed on being born by this strong star that his works will be known all around. The people yet accord him but little for his little age, for only nine years have these wheels turned about him. But before the Gascon can fool the lordly Henry, sparks of his virtue will appear in his disregard for silver or for labor. His magnificence will yet be recognized, so that his enemies will prove unable to hold their tongues mute. 
Await him and his beneficence. Many people will be transmuted through him, the rich ones and the mendicants changing condition. And you will bear this of him inscribed in your mind, but not speak it. And he said things incredible to those who would yet be present. Then he adjoined, Son, these are the notes on that which was told to you. Behold the snares that are obscured behind a few wheeling years. But I wish not that you envy your neighbor, in that your life will pass on far beyond the point of the punishment of their perfidy. After that, growing quiet, the holy soul showed himself spent of setting the woof in that cloth for which I placed the warp. I commenced as he who hungers, doubting, for counsel from a person who sees and wills and loves directly. I see well, my father, just how time spurs toward me to give me such a blow as is most grave to him who's most abandoned, so that it's good that you arm me of providence, such that if the place most dear is taken from me, I ought not lose the others by my songs. Down through the world without bitter end, and on the mountain from whose lovely summit the eyes of my lady lifted me, and then through the heavens from light to light, I've apprehended that which, should I recount it, would savor of harsh fruit for many. And if I am a timid friend to truth, I fear to lose life among those who will call this time antique. The light in which my treasure retrieved there was smiling now was made to coruscate, just as a mirror gilded with a ray of sun. Then he replied, Conscience confused, whether of its own or of another's shame, will surely hear your words as harsh. But nonetheless, set aside all falsehood, make manifest all your vision, and let him alone scratch where the itch is. For if your voice will be unpleasant in the first taste, it will then leave vital nourishment when it's digested. This your cry will act as wind which strikes most upon the loftiest summits, and this gives no small argument of honor. So you've been shown in these wheels, on the mountain, and in the dolorous valley, just the souls of great note. For the soul of the one who hears doesn't repose, nor fix faith on the example that has its root unknown and obscure, nor on another argument that doesn't appear plain. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Paradiso, Canto 18. <laughs>